everybody. This is William Del Pilar, and this is The Red, White, and Rude. And I'm here with my co-host, Sean King, and we are here to talk pop culture, entertainment, technology, you name it, we will cover it. First of all, let's talk a little bit about paying the bills. You can go to Grumlings Media to find not only this podcast, but other podcasts such as our Fired Up, which is our conservative podcast, our Free For All, which is our libertarian political podcast, and Big Questions with Big John, where he interviews everybody from philanthropists to academia. Uh, But right now, he's got a great libertarian series going in which he has interviewed all the libertarian candidates running for their presidential nomination, but two. So he's got about six or seven up there. And if you want, you can listen to us on YouTube, or I'm sorry, you can watch us on YouTube and Rumble under the name, profile name, Grumblings Media. And for those of you who are more traditional, we're on Apple, Google, Pandora, and there's one more here, Spotify. (laughs) One day I'll remember all those. And with that, Sean, my friend, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there. Uh, lots of podcasts, lots of things in the news. Uh, uh, you know, I cover sports. We're we're going to be talking about the uh, uh, in-season basketball tournament. That's something new the NBA is doing. Politically, we got the GOP debate tonight. There's a lot happening. And we are indirectly related to all that within this show because we know good and well some of those things will will, will cross cross. Uh, cultural uh, lines there. What about you? How are you doing? How is semi, is it semi-retired yet or fully retired life over there in the wonderful state you're in? Yeah, it's semi-retired. I'm working on some things. Hopefully uh, I'll get them taken care of. Maybe then when I do, I can make an announcement here on the podcast so people could support me so I could make some, uh, a little money on the side so I can go out for some steak dinners because the retirement check isn't big enough for uh, as much steak as I want to hey. eat. <laughs> I, I do have a question for you, and my question is, are you looking towards becoming a hunter? I'm not going to say where you live, uh, 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 but it is uh, in a place that, that where people do hunt uh, quite a bit. Is that on your uh, radar there? Uh, because uh, Sean is a California boy, ladies and gentlemen, despite how he looks right now. California born and bred. So are you going to become a hunter? No, I don't see myself. I'm, I'm more going for fishing. I don't see myself as a hunter. Uh, my son might be. He's uh, taken out two squirrels that uh, got into our attic. He picked them off the roof. Uh, so he's he might be the hunter <laughs> in the family. I'm the uh, I might go for more fishing. I did it when I was younger, and there's uh, lakes within a mile of me. So that's what I should probably take up. You know, I went fishing down in uh, Puerto Vallarta years ago. It was my first time going deep sea fishing, and we caught a big fish right away. For the next two and a half hours, not one damn bite. <laughs> I'm like, I'm never going to go deep sea fish. Screw this. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about people who say, oh, you just drink beers and get drunk. Yeah, you get drink beers, get drunk, get sick, get sunburned. I'm like, that is, uh, what do they say about beer uh, for when you first try it? That's an acquired taste in my book. But hunting, I got to be honest. Uh, I grew up with hunters. I know a lot of hunters. Uh, and it's the same thing with MMA. I just get squeamish to, to not that it makes me sick or I faint or nothing. I just, you know, if I want to eat my meat, I'll go to the grocery store. Uh, if I ever have to hunt my meat, then I'll deal with that. You know, it's the same thing with MMA. It's like, to me, I can watch boxing all day, Sean, but when it comes to MMA, to me, that is, that just throws violence exponentially up a hundred levels because there's no gloves and people don't understand. Uh, I did training with Sean. I remember putting those gloves on versus a punch. It's night and day, isn't it? Yeah. I, but I like, I love MMA. So if anybody wants any info on that, maybe that's something we can put out there later is more MMA stuff. There you go. Well, let's get to it, my friend. Let's get to it. We've got three big topics. We are we were kind of like all over the map last week with Elon Musk and the advertisers. We kind of went purely political. Uh, but what caught Sean's eye was Elon Musk telling uh, the, the advertisers, and, and I just repeat it, uh, you know, you got kids cover the ears, but he's, he told the advertisers, fuck off. And we're going to talk a bit about how that came to be uh, and what's happened since and, and, and go from there. We're also going to talk about, uh, let, me, let me get this, Tommy Vex. Is that is that the individual? Fascinating he, story. Yes. He was uh, formerly yes. the lead singer of Bad Wolves. He just had a new album come out. We're going to discuss how he's uh, putting that album out and marketing it. And finally, we're going to close it out with 
with what's that show called? King Charles. That, that's not the full name of the show. The full name of the uh, yeah, King Charles. That's right. It, King Charles is a new talk show that, uh, that that pits Gail King and Charles Barkley, and we're gonna talk about how well it did, how what the reaction was, and and what it encompassed. So let's get down to it. Uh, Sean, as I just said, Elon Musk has been told the advertisers to bleep off. And he said that for a reason. Since he's acquired Twitter, which is now X, he's been attacked because Twitter before Elon was was pretty much run by leftists. They were censoring uh, 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 conservatives uh, and white uh, Americans and Latino Americans and even black Americans who were speaking up with the lies they were pushing. And and, and the lies were being pushed by a lot of black supremacists, uh, high powerful Democrat elitists, most of them white. Uh, and I, I bring those up specifically because it's a two-pronged attack they're using. And when Elon came on board, he kind of gave equality. And conservatives had a voice. And since then, let me know if you agree with this. I believe they have attacked him with lies, trying to say it's now an outright platform, how it's racist, how it's this, how it's that. And in my eyes, no, it's just very equal. Uh, a, a black supremacist can't come and attack me and I can't say anything without fear being uh uh, uh, censored and taken off Twitter. Now I can fight back. Am I right or wrong on that take? And, and with the premise, before we get into the heart of what Elon happened, what happened to Elon? Well, he's getting attacked. As, you know, I, I knew it was coming because when he released all those, uh, as they said, the Twitter files, proving that the government had sent uh, emails to them to censor certain stuff. As soon as he released all that, I knew he was going to be in the bullseye of uh, of the left. And and Elon has said pretty much. He's not even really right, but he's not so far to the left that they consider him right just because he's not that extreme. Just anything to the right of the extreme left, and he gets attacked. And uh, we had talked about him last week, and then as soon as we did, he went on uh, this uh, platform uh, interview show with uh, who all happened to also interview the Disney CEO. So that's why it was uh, even funnier that he told them uh, – to F off, and uh, did you hear that Bob, because he was referring to Bob Iger, of, C of CEO of Disney, who's likely either backstage or in the audience. They were in the audience. They were in the audience. Him and his CEO, Linda, were in the audience. Okay, so to bring everybody up to date, uh, as Sean said, you know, they went after him. Sean knew they were going to go after pretty much anybody with common sense. Not that they're a great John, Sean right now, but we saw it coming, you know. And uh, so the advertisers are targeting X and Elon Musk, not because he said F you. It's because they're falsely claiming he's an anti-Semite. And this came about because of a report by Media Matters stating X regularly puts advertisers next to pro-Nazi content. And they're also saying, uh, this is Media Matters. And Media Matters is a liar, is, is a site that just routinely lies. They've actually been forced to retract uh, some of their their, their, their reports. Uh, uh, so so sometimes you have kids there. Sean, this is how it works. I've seen it firsthand. <laughs> the, 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 the inmates running the asylum, they'll post something without the bosses knowing, and it's a complete lie, and they put the company in hot water. So uh, we'll find out, because I'm getting ahead of myself, but Elon's taking legal action against Media Matters. Media Matters also said that 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 Elon has given the platform uh, to anti-Muslim bigots, white nationalists, and anti-Semites, and which is another lie. Right now, the left is painting an Islamophobia lie. Right now, with the Hamas-Israel war, but there's no there's been no attacks of note against Muslims. Uh, but there's been attack after attack after attack after attack and threats after threats after threats against Jews. There's no Islamophobia. It's kind of like the racist claims. If there's so much racism, racism, why have over 100 hoaxes from colleges, campuses, and around been exposed? You know, if there was so much Islamophobia, we'd see more of it. So, so getting back to media matters, do you think it's a good move by by Elon to sue them, or do you think it's just going to be a waste of money? The courts will side with them. I mean, what what would Sean do if if, if Media Matters is responsible for you losing potentially up to $75 million a year in advertising. Well, if I was Elon, I would sue because I have the money to sue. So that puts them on notice that I'm not just going to, you know, lay down and take it. 
And he, he has the money to sue, which is the great part of this. But someone like me, if I got sued, I, I mean, if they had said something false about me, it's I'm, I'm sort of up, you know, whatever creek, because I don't have the money to hire the good attorneys to go after him. He's setting a precedent. You know, he does this a few times where he sues them. Media Matters has to pay for their attorneys. And people are going to learn, well, it's going to be costly to say stuff about Elon Musk because it's going to cost us some some big attorney fees. They aren't cheap. And I'm sure Elon's not hiring, uh, you know, bad attorneys. So they're going to really uh, go after him. And I, I love it as a, to see a person that, that doesn't have to take it, doesn't have to be stepped on. Right. And, and we're going to talk about this Media Matters lawsuit in, in a future uh, Red, White, or Rude. And, and a couple of points. I was in a startup, got sold. Uh, they were playing games with me. I said, I'm a, we're going to sue. My lawyer contacted their legal team. We're going to sue. And I told my lawyer, I don't care how you have to say this in the legalese or whatever, so I don't get in trouble or whatever, but I don't care about winning. I want to drag it out uh, because as I was a member of the board. So I knew what our legal fees, I knew our financials and I knew they couldn't handle a long, prolonged lawsuit. I said, I, I told my, my lawyer, I don't want to win. I, don't, I want you to drag it out everything you can. Within two days, I had a brand new contract uh, 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 on my way out the door with the company. Pay me not, you know, pay me not to work. Uh, and the point is, is I'm agreeing with what you say. Uh, it works. And, and I wish more conservatives would do this. The left, as you know, Sean, always sues, 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 sues. And they've got the activist, corrupt, elitist judges that help them. And conservatives never do anything. And that's on the Republican Party. OK, so to give you a little bit more information, Sean, where he said this F you, F off to, 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 to individuals like Iger and Disney was at the New York Times Deal Book Summit. And that kind of irks me. Why are conservatives? I get it. It's business. You got a job. That's where people are going. But we need to start setting up, you know, maybe a, a Breitbart or Washington Examiner Deal Book Summit, you know, where we can start creating a chasm. That makes these business entities think, do we really want to alienate Americans politically? Uh, but that's where he was at the New York. And the reason I say that, because it's, it's the New York Times deal summit. And, and to your point on Iger, Musk said, hey, Bob, if you're if you're in the audience, that's how I feel. Don't advertise. And a little inside info on, on Bob Iger. It's not inside info. It's an article. But you got to read. Look, he's going to be on the hot seat. He came back to take over uh, his his handpicked successor, uh, uh, a paycheck or something like that, and he failed. Who failed miserably? Well, Iger has done nothing to change the culture, and their I mean their last flop is the Marvels and Wish. You know, it's Sean. We could have had this conversation a year earlier, and and I could have said the exact same sentence, which is two movies from that era. So Iger is actually on thin ice. You know, so while he may be having fun with this, his job is on the line. However, these guys at that level, those those go to parachutes tend to be in tens of millions. Okay, so uh, they also felt his affirming tweet was anti-Semitic. And what do I mean about anti-Semitic? You know, they saw the Media Matters report and then another tweet came out or a tweet came out that he said, this is absolutely true. And what the tweet was saying is, hey, to you Jewish people in America, these people who now want to genocide you, do you in? These are the same people uh, uh, who you were siding with. And along with some of the Jewish groups attacking whites in, in Western uh, uh, cultures. And I've seen those tweets firsthand. He was absolutely right. Well, they're trying to paint that as being anti-Semitic. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Taking a blatant lie and just running with uh, taking a, 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 a truth and just creating a lie out of it. It's a, it, it's what the left does. Uh, how sh uh, we're, We'll talk about how Elon uh, decided to, to fight back. But in your mind, what would you think is the right way to fight back against something like this? Well, I think what he's doing is is the right... It's going to be costly, but it's the right way. He's he's doing what, you know, we typically don't see people do. He's Yeah, he's sort of set of an, an apology saying, you know, hey, this isn't, you know, what's wasn't anti-Semitic. I'm, you know, I'm here to help people. But he's also saying, if you think it's anti-Semitic, screw you. Then don't don't advertise yeah. on my thing. So that's what I love about it. He's, you know, so, sort of apologizing, but not really. And then making a stand that if you don't if you don't like what he said, if you don't believe what he said, then then 
stay off my platform. <laughs> and he's got the support of uh, 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 Linda uh, Yacarino or Vacarinos. I always mispronounce her name, but the CEO of X, uh, and she's a nut job herself. She's a leftist, so there. I could. I'd like to be a fly in the wall when those two meet, because she probably deep down, if she wasn't working at X, would be wholeheartedly behind Iger and his cronies. You know. <laughs> uh, so to fight to repair his image, uh, what he's doing is. He has publicly said the current advertising right now from X, uh, all that revenue and the subscriptions that they get will go uh, uh, for towards the war in Gaza for support and to help individuals, hospitals in Israel and the Red Cross. Uh, uh, in essence, you know, he's giving he's giving his advertising money away. Uh, on the negative of all this, Sean, real quick, he's arguably given, depending on what day, the world's richest man. And the one thing I don't like of what he's doing is he's putting his company at risk of going under and doesn't give a flip about his employees. He's got employees here who rely check to check. You know, there's kids there, you know. So uh, maybe he's he's talked about this. Maybe there's a fallback plan. But that is one fear I've had. That's an elitist attitude. Uh, uh, screw it. If the company goes under, it goes under. Now, he said that, you know, and God bless him. It's his money. It's his right. But God won't be blessing him, you know, if he does that. There's always karma to pay back. So I, I am concerned about that. Uh, uh, Musk uh, and, and continuing his rehabilitation. I, I digress for a, a second. I apologize. But continuing his his rehabilitation, he went to Tel Aviv. He met with the the, the Prime Minister Bet Yamin Netanyahu. He also met with President Isaac Herzog. And more importantly, he met with the families of hostages, and hopefully he gave him some kind of extending hand that provides financial hope for some of those people, you know. So you, you said he's doing it the right way. Any more input in regards to uh, him using all the advertising money to help uh, Israeli hospitals and the people there, as well as going to Tel Aviv to meet everybody one-on-one? I think that's about as good as you can get in terms of trying to rehabilitate your image. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he really had to go to that extreme to rehabilitate his image. I mean, obviously, if, uh, you know, the prime minister of Israel's meeting with you, he didn't think your tweet was that bad. Um, exactly. So, so that right there says something. And, you know, to cover the what you previously said on your point about it, the business going under, he talked about that in that same interview where he told the F off and he said, you know, we'll let the people decide, you know, if the people decide, you know, they don't want this, the, you know, advertising money to go here, then, you know, then Iger and them, you're responsible for X going under because you didn't advertise and then you can answer to the people. But I, I don't think right. they'll get to that. From what I've been reading, a lot of people have increased their advertising rev, uh, uh, contributions to X because of what was said. And, uh, you know, I've read plenty of people saying, hey, I'll, I'll subscribe for the $7 fee to help money. So, I think it, it always ends up going the opposite way of what people think. They think all this money is going to disappear, but all it does is get the opposite side of the group to just give more money. No, I get you. I thought that was a weak platitude he gave. He was trying to defend himself. He seemed caught off guard in terms, you know, when somebody says something and as soon as they say it, uh, they regret it. That's what I got out of the FU comment. He was because he was really stumbling around in the conversation trying to find his words. So I think the conversation got out of it, got got away from him. But the perception of him telling them the F off has kind of made him a hero. Uh, with the people who he needs to support him. So it kind of worked out. And with that, we will be following up on on, on this uh, uh, because Elon Musk does have the the the, the negative connotation of, uh, well, not negative connotation, X has the potential of losing 75 million annually in advertising. And uh, with the Media Matters lawsuit, we're going to bring you up to date on that in a future podcast. The final question before we move on to Tommy Vex, What's the end result? I read this in an article, and I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I think it's it's fruitless. I, I think it's effortless. It doesn't matter what he does. They're going to keep going after him. This has nothing to do with anti-Semitism. This has nothing to do with Islamophobia. This has nothing to do with white supremacy. This has nothing to do with black supremacy. This has everything to do with the corporate corporations working alongside a progressive government in power right now. And when they're not in power, working with the Democratic Party to crush our ability to have free speech and to continually push more global narratives. Now, people, you may think, oh, it's conspiracy theory. It's not. 
How much crap do we get from overseas in terms of our products, our services, our goods? How much do we form out? You know, our communications. You know, I can talk to Panama now at no cost. We are a global world. They want every country to operate within that perspective. I don't. We are Americans first. We are the greatest country in the world. If we become a part of the global world, we're going to be nothing but a corrupt version of Europe who can't defend themselves when a bad guy rises to power. And we've seen that not once but twice in World War One and World War Two. You know, and that's what my fear is of going to all this global BS. Your thoughts in terms of what this end result will be for Elon? Um, he seems to always come out on top, so I, I wouldn't bet against him. I think he'll be fine. He's loaded rich, which helps uh, in any battle like this. So I think he'll be fine. X will be fine. You know, the way he's going about it seems to be the right way. Sue him and stand up for yourself. But yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. And with that, we will move on to a topic. Sean's chomping at the teeth. So, Sean, who is Tommy Vex and what is this new approach to music? Well, Tommy Vex, most people might know him as the former lead singer of Bad Wolves. Um, I saw Bad Wolves. We'll tie this all in here at the end. But I saw them in December of 2019 opening for another band, Five Finger Death Punch in uh <laughs> December of 2019, and that was just uh, a few months before the uh, pandemic and all those lockdowns. So the reason that uh, relates to this story is Tommy claims Tommy was thrown out or split from Bad Wolves. He was no longer the lead singer, and he believes it's because of his political views. One, he's supposedly, <clears throat> yeah, it was big, big political views got him booted. He's a Donald Trump supporter, <laughs> and you know he was against the whole uh, vaccine lockdown type type stuff. I love your word for it, uh, uh, Sean. What's the word you use? I saw that word and I had to add the dictionary. It's a pretty and it, and it is spot on. And what is that word? Are you talking the scamdemic? Yeah. Look, people, I'm sorry. Go bleep yourselves if you disagree, because when you have a virus with a 99.9% recovery rate, a 97% recovery rate within seniors, you don't need a freaking vaccine that's full of poison and can make you have a heart attack and drop dead in an instant. Sorry about that, Sean. I had to speak my piece there. Please. No, continue. no. So, um, so he's booted out of the band and I, you know, he, uh, and what was it? This, I forget. When did I do it? I went to a he held a concert in Garden Grove in 2021. And this was in California, which was still, you know, doing ridiculous stuff with the masks and the, the vax papers and all that. Well, he held a concert and he said, no vax required. No papers are going to be checked. No masks are going to be shown. I was living in San Diego. I drove the two hours to give my money to go to his concert <laughs> for that because at that point I was pretty much destined to not go to any entertainment because like uh, I know the New York Mets had posted, you can't come see a Mets game unless you have a vax. The Padres, I know people that were season ticket holders, they got their seats moved if they didn't have a vax. Like I, I guess there's a vax and an unvax section, but you, you know, so I had pretty much accepted that it looks like I wasn't going to be seeing any entertainment for a while because I was not going to bend the knee to get the vax or show papers. So he held this concert that didn't require a vax or a mask. So I was immediately in on doing that. So I drove up for that concert. And uh, so he, he, because of his stance on that and Trump, he's pretty much been blackballed from the music industry, according to him. And, and you know, pr he's probably right. I don't have all the stats on that. So he's released a new album and he's going about it in a different way. I was ready to say something, you know, something popped down my throat. Uh, and for the record, I, I'm also unvaxxed. And uh, if, if I remember correctly, Sean, there's about, what, 80% of America is, is vaxxed at least once. <clears throat> Those numbers are dropping exponentially as as more and more people realize what crap this is. And, and, they're, and, they're, right, just, and they're rightfully being scared. You know, you can hide. I mean, even somebody who 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 I know uh, uh, closely and I work with every day, <clears throat> they tried to tell me that myocarditis is rare, and I'm trying to pull up. Yeah, you no, know, it's not rare anymore. Why? And so the people on the left just don't want to answer these questions. But if you're unvaxxed, 
you made the right decision. And, and Sean and I made the right decision. And I have no qualms in saying that. I will never uh, speak ill of those who got vaxxed because some of them had, in their eyes, I wouldn't have done it regardless of anything. But in their eyes, they felt they had to do it. And when you've got three or four kids to support and uh, 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 you're living check to check or, or, or you live through your job uh, or whatever reason, a lot of people felt they had to give vax. Do you agree with that, Sean? I mean, I won't talk ill of people uh, who had, were forced to do that, but I don't do, I don't agree with them. You know, I, I I will never tell them, but I'm like, you had no cojones when push came to shove. And my final note before I turn it back to you is less than 10, only approximately 10 to 12 percent of the people when the Revolutionary War started agreed with the war. At its height, only 40 percent of people agreed with the Revolutionary War. You know, are, are we just do we just keep repeating history here? Well, to answer your question about the uh, people who didn't get it because, you know, well, excuse me, did get it because they're going to lose the job or they did, you know, whatever their reason was. I, you know, I'm not going to speak ill about them, but, you know, they they all I have many of them come to come up to me and go, you know, they have regrets on taking it and are shocked mm -hmm. that I stood my ground on it because I know people That's that took right. it just to go to, to, because they they wanted to go on a cruise or they wanted to travel. Mm -hmm. And I was dead set on, OK, well, I guess I'm not getting on a flight. I guess I'm not going on a cruise. And, you know, I was threatened to be fired from my job, you know, if I didn't get a vax. And uh, I have two kids, a mortgage payment and a wife, and I still didn't give in. So, you know, when I hear other people say, hey, I had to do it because I have, you know, kids and I didn't want to lose my job. You know, I have sympathy for them. But in my mind, there's a will, there's a way. And right. there's nothing more, nothing more important in your health. So they shouldn't have given in. But that's. Everybody has to make their own decision on that. I agree. I agree. And, and and obviously, Tommy Vex went through all of what we talked about. And 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 I'm assuming he's probably a little successful that he was able to do this, build an app and all that. But talk to us about this new music app. What it what it well, first of all, what its purpose and can others use it? Uh, talk to us about that. Well, he released an app that's you know called the Tommy Vex app. I've downloaded it, but I haven't. It's a subscription based. <laughs> app. And I haven't subscribed yet because I got so many subscriptions going. I got to I got to figure this out. Come but back. He really he released his new album and it's only available on the app through a subscription service. You can't just buy buy the app. through. I mean, buy the album through the app and you can't hear the album anywhere else. You can't hear it on Apple. You can't hear it on Amazon. iTunes, none of that stuff. So he put it on this app. And you, you pay a subscription and you get to hear that album. And, you know, there's other perks depending on what level you pay for. So his reasoning for doing this was he's, you know, feels he's blackballed, but also the way the money works in the music industry. Um, mm -hmm. And I was surprised to learn how little money they get paid for some of their uh, work. Yep. Yep. Pennies. Pennies on the dollar, literally, in some cases. You know, uh, uh, P. Diddy, not P. Diddy. Uh, uh, who who was this? Can't touch this. Can't touch MC this. Who sang that song? MC Hammer. Wasn't an MC. You know, he there said. There you go. He he said he made more money because he got famous by selling those his CDs as early on from the back of his car at nightclubs to the DJs and, and radio stations, and he made more money doing it that way than a traditional radio or, 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 or label contract. When he finally got on a label, he was one of the highest recording artists getting paid in terms of the label. And I think it turned out to like 20 some odd cents or 15 cents per album, some ridiculous number, which is still pennies, you know? So yes, that's been going on. And it got so bad, uh, uh, the music industry is so corrupt, Barry Gordy, uh, 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 and 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 I mention him because he's with Motown, and everybody today thinks it's only white people. You know, Barry Gordy was right along with white people. He was taking these 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 uh, songwriter songs, uh, putting his name on it, taking taking ownership over them. They're all corrupt. That that's one of the most corrupt industries where you would think gangsters are running it. That's how corrupt it is. And it, 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 it kind of went into a gangster mode there for a few years, remember? About 10, 15 years ago with all the rappers, you know, starting their own labels and fighting each other. It was like the Wild Wild West, you know. Uh, but this app, so is it tiered? Yeah, there's three tiers. Uh, you know, I think it's like $1.99, $9.99, and 19 
and you know it's different perks for stuff you know might be worth it if you're a big fan but it seems like all the money would go to him and you know that's a good thing looking at um the pay structure most most people i don't know if you're a big radio guy now but i, I mostly listen to my music through some kind of streaming whether it's spotify or amazon and to right. find out they only get paid like on spotify not even a cent per stream it's uh typically between 0.003 to 0.005 per stream for yep. every time and uh actually apple pays the most at 0.008 and then amazon's next at 0.004 so just to put that into perspective you know like taylor swift was the highest streaming artist on spotify she had 26 billion streams and that got her 100 million in royalties so you have to have 26 billion streams before you're making a you know 100 100 billion i mean 100 million excuse me so think about that most most well, artists the point are not getting is, that yeah you have to have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of streams to to, to make an impact of that but you know uh, and and that's that's not just spotify uh, i remember hearing about that that's literally across the board and it's changing. I mean, just for example, in Amazon, you no longer get free music. I can't, you know, my, my playlist of 300 free songs is no longer free. So it's starting to change, but you know, Sean, it's been like that since the dawn of modern times in the music industry. The only way these people make their money is through concert and selling, selling their own shtick. Now with those three platforms or, or tiers, I assume you get the music regardless of tier. Are you, do you know? Uh, yeah. The that's where I had a little little uh, difficulty understanding. It says access to his musical library, and it had that for all three tiers, but from the second and third tier on, it said access to the new album. So I don't know if the first cheap tier only gets you access to all the previous music and not the current album. Uh, I guess I'll have to what? write him and ask him. <laughs> I would say probably not because when you think about it, an album is what, 15, 16 bucks now. So that buck 99 probably doesn't even cover cost. So that's kind of the intro. But even at 9.99, that would, if you get the, the, the album there, that seems like a fair deal. And, and there's going to be a lot more niche people like Vex, uh, but they're going to have a loyal fan base of people who are going to be able to support him throughout their lifetime. And I think he, he's getting there. Uh, now, why do businesses like this? I think the answer is self-explanatory based on what you say. Uh, uh, so I, I'm asking why do businesses like this, but what's he doing rather the way he's in what he is doing? Why will other businesses like this model? Well, it looking at how little they get paid and how little control they seem to have over their music this i mean i'm i'm rooting for him just because i'm a fan of his music and and a fan of him so i'm hoping this turns out well for him financially but i then if it's financially you know turns out well for him then other artists are going to are, are going to go this route too because you know they have a loyal i i have his fan base here say he has uh, 178 thousand followers on Instagram, uh, his biggest followings on TikTok, 410. You know, there's other artists that have millions. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're getting pennies on the dollar when, in fact, they could just do a subscription service for their album and get the whole amount and not have to split it with, you know, all these other people. I, I think it's other artists should be rooting for them. If they want to help even up the, the money problem, they want him to be successful because then they can pursue this avenue. That's that was going to be my take in the sense is that's what I think uh, uh, in the sense of uh, you're going to get screwed. And it's not just a smaller artist. I could eventually see uh, uh, and God bless Tommy for doing this. But odds are, if he's successful, you're going to see a Beyonce or a P. Diddy doing their own version and, and, and leaving Apple or something. And that has to happen because once that happens, once the big stars start to leave these streaming services, and they won't fully leave, but new albums and things like that, they could force a change within the industry. This is actually an opportunity for artists to start some kind of a trade association uh, of artists, not the record label companies, but the artists and use themselves as power. The problem is, is the Taylor Swift, the Beyonce, they'll, they'll never be part of that. They don't care to be. 
They don't need to be. But for the vexes of the world, it seems to me like, like, like that should be something they need to consider. But it's difficult to do in that type of industry made up of individuals versus when we started the fantasy sports industry made up of companies. So so it's a little bit different, a little bit harder. I don't know. So you think, uh, uh, and, and I look at these numbers, we're saying 178 on Instagram, 410K on TikTok, 138 on YouTube, 232. So what's that? 230, uh, uh, 330, uh, uh, 360, 70, uh, uh, 376, that's 400, 800. So he's got close between 800 to a, a million uh, followers. And that's, that's more than enough for him to be successful within his own right. Meaning if this goes nowhere, he has enough of a fan base to keep it going forward. You know, so Sean, do you think this will succeed? I mean, we both agree. It's something they should, that the other artists should seriously look at. What's your take on it in today's fast moving uh, gratification first world? Um, I'm saying he, it's, it depends on what you base success on. I think financially, it's going to work out well enough for him. I mean, if you have, say, 410,000 followers on TikTok, I mean, just think about it. If you just get 10,000 of those followers to pay the buck 99, which is a monthly thing, you're getting 20K. Say you're paying some tech guy 5K to keep the app up to date and stuff. You're still making 15K a month where you're really, you know, you're not really doing anything. You know, no, and then I, you, put out a, you know, that's that's what's great about these streaming services. You, the more, you know, now he adds another album and then, you know, then another album, say another year from now. And, and such. you keep adding to the catalog and that gets more and more subscribers. And, you know, then he just keeps this monthly monthly money, money coming in and he doesn't have to tour all the time where the real where the real money is at this point because he has this uh, stable income. Right, right. And, you know, uh, I don't know if you know who Matt Reif is. He's a young 28-year-old comedian. He's freaking hilarious. And his inner – 28, I've never in my life ever, 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 ever seen a comedian interact and be so quick-witted with an audience. He started out doing everything on his own, you know, and he built himself up. However, now he's working with some of the larger companies, not because he wants to. That's where the big money is at. But the point being, it seems we're entering an era where we're going to start seeing more and more of this happening. So hopefully it, it, it could be a good thing. Are you aware who Matt Reif is? Yeah, I was going to say we might want to save him for next week's talk because he's uh, in the process yeah. of uh, getting yelled at and canceled. So maybe you know, we can bring, that's a great bring point. that up next week. Put it up. Put it in writing. We are going to talk about Matt Reif. And uh, 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 when I discovered him, I discovered him because we started using uh, uh, TikTok. I was like, look, the kids are on there. Uh, I won't install TikTok anywhere. I use their web version, you know, because they will steal your crap and track you, you know. But uh, that's where I discovered him. Funny, funny, funny. And, and I'm glad you brought that up. There's a great point in his uh uh, uh, that that I learned when he was doing the rap off or whatever that show on MTV is called. He was hilarious in that one, and uh, uh, very negative and racist uh, uh, expectations they had of him. And we'll talk about that if you haven't. To the audience and to Sean, check out the the Dr. Peterson. What's his first name? I, I forget his first name, but, but Peterson. Uh, the Jordan, Canadian, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. He, they had an interview, just, didn't they? Yeah, just had an interview about four or five days ago, and I haven't heard it all. But but great, great point to bring up. Uh, 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 it'll be fun. Uh, but again, much success to uh, Tommy Vex. And Sean, uh, I'll give you any final words you want to uh, say uh, on, on Tommy Vex. I hope he goes on tour, number one, so I can see him again. But <laughs> I hope he's successful. Uh, I was happy to, you know. I'd like to thank him for being on social media during that whole scandemic thing and uh, not bending the knee and, you know, giving the rest of us, uh, you know, some motivation not to bend the knee either. So there you go. all the success to him. Okay. So I love talking about new shows that, 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 that come on networks, whether I, I, I no longer watch cable. Uh, uh, we don't have it. We have Hulu. I, I'm lying. I do watch cable, but we watch like Discovery Channel. I don't watch any of the cable news shows unless that's the only way I can go watch a debate or something of that nature. But I do track how their news shows because I know there's a there's going to be a point 
eventually where where the boards of these corporations are going to go, what the bleep are you doing here? And with that, let's talk about CNN's King Charles. You know, and that is the new limited series with Gail King and, and, and Charles Barkley. And for those of you who aren't aware, Charles Barkley is an NBA superstar. God bless him, man. I hated him as a player because he talked so much trash, so much crap, uh, uh, had no respect for anybody. He was just your bad boy, Chuck. You know, so I was happy he never won a ring. <laughs> now that he's retired, I love him to death and I feel bad he never won a ring. You know? <laughs> and uh, uh, But that's Charles Barkley. Would you agree with my take on Chuck? You know, fan favorite now, beloved. Uh, 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 he's only negative, uh, and it's not, I don't care about it. But he's a big-time gambler. He's lost hundreds, if not millions, at this point. And I fear one day when all the shows are over, people forget about him, he's going to wind up in the poorhouse. The man does not know how to stop gambling. Uh, so what's your take on Chuck? Yeah, I wasn't. You know, I followed the NBA back then. Now I don't really follow it that much. And, you know, I wasn't a big fan of him in the NBA. And during, I think it was during his NBA days, or at least close to it, you know, he got in a few uh, – incidents off the court yeah, i think he threw yeah. someone through a bar win a bar window and stuff like that but i always appreciated that he always spoke his mind and you know he said stuff that will upset the left he'll ups he said stuff that'll upset the right i just appreciate that generally he, even though i may not agree with everything he says he he says it and you know he'll say whatever so i agree i agree and to follow up on your, he threw somebody out the window. This was the bad boy Chuck. He got what he deserved. <laughs> when Charles Brockie <laughs> threw a man out the window of a bar. You know, he wasn't a very likable guy, but he was a great basketball player. You know, that. Just it's just Dan Marino, Dan Fouch, Charles Barkley. There's there's some great players who have never won a ring. Uh, how? Okay, so his co-host is Gail King, and all I have to say about Gail King is she's ridden Oprah's coattails in terms of having a career. She's a nobody. She's not talentless, but she would never have been chosen uh, for any of these gigs she's had if she wasn't uh, on the teeth of Oprah Winfrey. Uh, you know, she's a nobody without Oprah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and this show, moving on, this uh, I'm sorry, Sean. <laughs> I'm not saying agree with what I said about Gail King. That's my take. <laughs> you know, What's your take of Gail King? What, what do you know about her? What do you think of her? Pretty much all I know is that she's a friend of Oprah. I don't follow her any other way. That's, yeah, that's, that's all how she, I knew. Yeah. That's how she got, that's how she's got in her gig. She's a, she's not talentless. You know, I, I've seen her on her CBS morning show when they show clips and highlights, you know, but she's nothing special. She is Oprah's friend. And by extension, she's an important person in the eyes of big wigs because if they give her a gig, then they have access to Oprah. And that's what it's about in Hollywood, access. Well, you know? it's, it's, that's how it is in almost everything. It's who you know, not what you know. Remember that? So. That is true. That is true. Okay, now this is one of former uh, uh, CEOs, Chris Licks. CE, uh, Chris Licks, I can't remember if he was the CEO of Warner Brothers or CNN. I, 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 I'm pretty sure it was Warner Brothers, or, or he was given the reins to 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 run CNN and fix CNN. Uh, I don't have this in, in any of my notes, but I do remember one of the thoughts that I had of Chris Lick was, uh, and let me t hear your point when I, when I say this, is Chris Lick didn't change anything. He made a lot of superficial changes, but the only way you're going to change a cesspool like CNN is by firing the faces of CNN, Lemon, who's the Vanderbilt guy, uh, Anderson, you know, uh, all those. And he didn't do it. All he did was move things around. And, but he came in and all the media, he's going to shake things up. So he didn't do any of that. He kept this, you know, he made changes, but none of they were all superficial. And eventually he alienated all those leftists there and made new friends and they undercut him and, and, and in essence got him fired along with his own bad decisions of not cleaning house and starting anew. Well, this show is one of the few shows that they kept around or decided to move forward with after the, they bleak canned him. And, you know, I was uh, I was a little sad to see him go because he wasn't given a chance to make any changes, but he brought his quick departure up 
Uh, I mean, he brought all that on himself. This show, uh, King Charles, is on. It's a weekly show every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. my time here in California. It's it's a limited series expected to run through the first quarter of 2025. Sean, do you think it's going to last through 2025? <laughs> the first quarter. Well, there's there's been many shows that uh, have sucked on CNN that have made it yeah. Good a point. long time. So. I Good mean, they, I, I've looked at they've I've seen posted ratings of some of these CNN shows. And if it was those ratings on any other network, those shows would have been, you know, gone a long time ago. But they stick around for, I don't know, forever. Well, that's what I mean. Punishment. That's what I mean. Eventually, the board's going to go. What are you doing? We're not paying you to lose money. You've been losing money for three years. Now, I've been saying that for years, and it's been over over since Obama got elected. We're seeing it's been in the same old crap. But that said, change everything's cyclical. Uh, so so it's, it's a show that's based on news and culture, kind of like what we do. We just do it better. They're just being paid six figures <laughs> to put out crap, you know, and lie. You know, we're going to get to the lies here in a second. You know, Sean, well, they, even the, went, what's their... they even went old school. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to ask what uh, what was their uh, viewing audience for uh, for this show? All right, what was so five hundred and one thousand viewers. This is CNN, well, a worldwide network, and well, and and that. and we're stuck. We're stuck being forced <laughs> to listen to them in the in the airport. So encompass all that. 501,000 viewers. And granted, overseas people, I'm not stupid. It's a different CNN, but not in the airports in the U.S. So 501,000. And in the demo, and for the audience, what the demo is, is 25 to 54. I'm a marketer. Here's the truth. The reason the demo starts at 25 to 54 and and and, and 54 is a the number they've kind of added on. It was like 25, 35 first or the premier demo. So some of these numbers has, have grown in terms of what it encompasses. But the reason they want the 25-year-olds and the younger audience, let me give you the beer example. Sean, do you drink beer? Not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, when you did, what was your favorite <laughs> beer? Uh I had gone on to probably Newcastle or Guinness. I was probably drinking a decent amount. All right, all right. Sean's a wrong example. <laughs> I'll give you me as an example. So when I drank beer, I always drank Corona. Just always drank. I was not going to change. I liked the taste. Thought it was light enough. Didn't blow. Oh, for whatever reason. So and and I was in my my my, my late thirties forties by then, you know, uh, maybe a little bit younger actually. Actually, actually, I was younger in my late twenties. And the reason they want, they covet that audience is before I got the Corona, I tried this beer, I tried that beer, I'd had that beer. What beer's on sale? You know, happy hour beer, whatever beer, I'd buy it. You know, my mind wasn't set yet. And that's that's the importance of the demo. Uh, 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 and, and, and CBS has actually changed that up because their audience is all old and they've been going with that audience because it gets in the most viewers and you see it in the advertising, you know. But the point being is, that's incredible. They got 139,000 people. Again, a national show. Uh, 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 and I just said that about 25 to, to, to 54. You know what their median age is, Sean, uh, for that show? No, why don't you tell me? It is 67 for the 10 p.m. slot. So the key demo is 25 to 54, and they can't even hit it. In their defense, a 10 p.m. slot. Fox is 68, MSNBC is 76. So, hey, King Charles brought in the younger crowd, baby, 67-year-olds. You know, it's just kind of I silly. Think, I didn't think old people stood up, stayed up that late. How are they getting, getting that many viewers? You know, I, I don't know, but ever since I was a kid, I always viewed 11 p.m. as that's usually the hour everybody hits bad. You know, uh, some of the some of the diehards will stay up for the local news. But after that, network television is over and people decide to yawn. But you're right. Absolutely right. Now, they're they're They even have a call in number for viewers leave voicemails. Uh, it's a completely woke show. And, and part of their goal is to bring in uh, uh, black Americans and to bring in youth. And it's to feed them with indoctrination, to feed them with 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 pop culture lies. And we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, and again, I'm not putting words in Sean's mouth. That that's my take. It's seeing clips and seeing parts of the show. And it, yeah, it's Chuck and Chuck. But, you know, it's just it's just I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, no, Steve Kerr, that's not why guns are the problem. Yeah, freaking suburban 
white liar. <laughs> I just hate. I just hate him. Yeah, I do because he he is a racist against uh, Muslims in China because he condones the slavery that they're going through to make a buck. The only color he cares about people at the end of the day is the color green. Now this 501,000 viewers and 139k demo, it's the smallest audience of any of CNN's primetime debuts. Debuts, which go out goes on with Sean and what he what he was alluding to earlier. Uh, I guess here's some show comparisons. Uh, Laura Coates Live, its premiere had 535. So Chuck's not that far off. Uh, but here's where the key issues arise. Their, their, their Newsnight premiere has 645,000. Don Lemon's show averaged 944,000. Chris Cuomo showed 1.5 million of people. Those aren't large numbers, but 1.5 million compared to 500,000, yeah, that's a large number. Aaron Burnett's Outfront had a 535,000 premiere. Now, in Chuck and Gail's defense, in the King Charles' defense, Sean, the normal time slot on that show is news night, and it averages 481,000. So some people are going to sit there and say, oh, well, look, we're proven right. No, you're not. Because odds are the cost of King Barkley probably dwarfs uh, Newsnight because of the talent they're paying. They're paying Gail King and Charles Barkley, and those are big names. Uh, I don't have any data on that. I couldn't find it. Uh, but what are your thoughts on that? I do know about shooting shows, TV shows, studio shows. I've been part of that process, and I do know a little bit how internal costs work. And I'm telling you, I'm right. But uh, 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 I can't prove I'm right in this case. But my point and question to you is – is a show that's probably higher than, than the news night. Is that really worth keeping? We know CNN would, but tr I'm trying to make sense of it. Can you help me out on that? You're trying to make sense of liberal logic. They're, they don't make <laughs> sense. For, they're going to keep the show around. It'll keep failing, just like their other low-rated shows, but they keep them, keep them around, and somehow, you know, they don't go under because they keep getting fed more money from, you know, Whoever, advertisers, yeah, advertisers and pharmacies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah Sean, so. do you watch any? Uh, do you watch Fox or MSNBC? Are you familiar with Gut, the Gutfield show and Lawrence O'Donnell? Uh, Gutfield, I've watched a couple times. I don't watch too much news shows anymore. Uh, I'm in the same boat. Uh, well, Gutfield has has been the hot thing on Fox, and uh, you know. I can take him or leave him. He, he's not as funny as conservatives pretend he is. You know, people tend to pump up people on their side. Him, we don't have a lot of funny, funny comedians on our side outside of Matt Rife. <laughs> uh, but Gutfield is killing it in the ratings. Gutfield's late night show, uh, 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 ten or eleven, uh, uh, beats out uh, the late the late night show host rate. I mean, the Tonight Show, uh, 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 Late Night with uh, 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 Steve Corbell Show. I don't know the titles of formal titles, but Jimmy Fallon, Steve Corbell, and Jimmy Kimmel. Gutfield beats him. And the reason that, that people don't understand is he has a limited audience. You have to pay to get Fox. Now, it may be a tier one where you're paying for it, but these three late night shows, you get free on your network television. You know, he has a much, much, much smaller audience uh, by millions, and he's beating them. He has 2.2 million. He even gets 241K in a demo. And and the lowest rated show on all of Fox News that doesn't air uh, before 6 a.m. attracts more viewers, an average of 801,000, than CNN's top rated show now of 741,000. And, you know, Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo had to go. Those were probably the two most popular with, with Cooper Anderson or Harry Anderson. <laughs> I'm kidding. Cooper Anderson. Uh, 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 but they, but they became, their heads became so big, they kind of forced CNN's hand. But I didn't realize uh, until I started doing research, they lost a good chunk of, uh, ad, uh, uh, not advertisers, of uh, viewers when they canceled those two shows. Uh, you know? So, and Lawrence O'Donnell makes, it gets 1.6 million and 139,000. And I just wanted to differentiate the uh, 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 competitors. Any thoughts on that? 2.2 million for Gutfeld, Lawrence O'Donnell, 1.6 million uh, uh, compared to uh, King Chuck. What's that tell you? Well, it tells me that the that's what is that three? Wait, I got I got to do the math. But even the the lowest show is still getting three times their uh, their ratings, their viewers. Excuse me. So 
you know, I, I haven't watched, I don't even know who the Lawrence O'Donnell show is, but at 1.6 million, that's three times what King Charles is the show is getting. So, and I'm pretty sure King Charles and Gail are getting paid more than uh, Lawrence O'Donnell is. Yeah, and you know, Chuck isn't, I say Chuck, I say that uh, endearing because I don't know him, but that's how I view him today, Chuck. You know, uh, I think Charles Barkley did this just for the money. I mean, I think his views tend to be more conservative than liberal. He's, I think he would proclaim himself. He's like Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith is, is a liberal in his mind. But when you actually talk to him, all his values are conservative. You know, uh, again, that's part of the indoctrination of America. They don't even understand what the difference is in values. And uh, 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 and my point being is, I think this is just a money grab. You know, the show, I don't think fits his style. Uh, I don't think he belongs on CNN. I think he's better off somewhere else. So so to me, this, this was just probably a, a chunk. Hey, y'all pay me millions here. I'll do it. What's it going to cost me? You know, now episode. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. So I have no proof. That's my pure opinion. Uh, what's your thought on why Charles Barkley do this? The show. You know, I, I, I don't know. He he gets plenty of airtime on. Is it TNT still carry the yeah, NBA? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, he, he gets, it's a phenomenal show. Phenomenal show. Yeah. And I mean, he's loved on there. So I don't. I don't know why he decided to do it. I don't, you know, how much money do you need? And then, you know, your reputation at a certain point, if this show bombs yeah, so far, it looks like then, you know, that, that, that hurts you in trying to get other, you know, uh, television stuff down the road. People aren't going to take as big a, you know, a bigger risk on you. You you have your gig at, at TNT. I think you should have been a little more selective, but. Eh, I, I agree. He, I agree. He, no, we both know. That's just it. It's just we're the minority in, in, in common sense right now in this country. And that's because of the power of public school indoctrination. Uh, I'm going to digress here. I just can't resist uh, a public school indoctrination. Uh, I have a friend of mine from El Salvador, Sean. I had lunch with him uh, 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 right before the pandemic started. And he wasn't stressed. But when we started talking about this subject, he got angry, not at me, just at the situation. He has a kid. In elementary school, he says he walked in for a parent-teacher meeting, and and he's a devout Christian. You know, yeah, a, a lot of Latinos are Roman Catholic types, and, and he fell along those lines. He said, William, all the stuff on the walls, how the teacher talked to me. Uh, he goes, she didn't like me, <laughs> you know, because he was defending him and his beliefs and didn't want nothing to do with that. But my point being is that's where it starts. And that's why when I say Sean and I are in the minority here, along with other conservatives, the power of indoctrination is so strong, so powerful, uh, it turns lies into truth. I mean, look at Nazi Germany. Uh, I'm not comparing today what these people, the Nazi Germany, I'm comparing the philosophy and strategy and how uh, uh, the Nazi political party took power. And that's what you're seeing right now with the uh, 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 Democrat party. Hey, the anti-Semitism we're seeing, the separation of blacks from whites in safe spaces now. Martin Luther King is rolling in his grave. Uh, but my point is, that, like I said, I was going to digress there for a moment. That's the power of public school indoctrination. Back to King Chuck. Uh, now, you know King Chuck being the NBA superstar he is or was, and now the superstar talent. He is a Chris Berman uh, basketball, as Chris Berman was the football over at ESPN. So he got Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr comes on. He just starts lying about guns. You know, he's supposed to be talking about the, the Hamas Israeli thing. Well, the man pushes it out. Now, again, you want racism. You want Islamophobia. That is Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr does not care that the NBA is, is enslaving Muslims over in China to produce their NBA gear. So I don't care what he says. He's a bigot, a closet racist, and he is... Part of the the, the 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 straw man you're following, or not straw man, you're part of the 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 the, the, the morons you're following. Now he comes in, lies about guns. The show defends a rapper because of skin color and political ideology, not evidence. They are, they they push, they continue to push the, the 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 false narratives about Donald Trump. They spread more George Floyd lies. We now know George Floyd did not die at Derek Chauvin's hand. He died uh, 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 from, oh, my God, I'm trying to blank here. But but he did not die uh, from Chauvin. What did he die of? I can't remember. Do you remember, uh, uh, Sean? Uh, well, I know he had a lot of drugs in his system. I'm sure there was that and probably heart failure, but uh, I don't really rem I just know that 
infos coming out that it wasn't uh, suffocation or, or anything from the supposed knee on, you know. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 the 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 the, the news did not report that. Uh, you know, because it's better to keep the law, the, the, the narrative of hate going. Hate's a powerful emotion that enriches a lot of people, you know. So uh, uh, then Shaq called in uh, uh, in terms of some kind of phone prank, but not even the great Shaq because he's another beloved. He's probably more beloved uh, than uh, 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 Charles Barkley as he called in. So it was just a big fail because all it was was two different faces. You know, regurgitating the same CNN propaganda lies. Now, the fan reactions. Have you had a chance to see some of those fan reactions? No, but after hearing, you know, some of this, maybe I should have watched the show just to get a good laugh. But uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. Well, some of the fans are saying the show didn't impress even his their core fans. Uh, there's mixed reactions. Uh, some people thought it was flat out boring. Uh, 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 they thought. Chuck, who loves to talk, dude, the chemistry uh, on their NBA show uh, uh, that Charles has is just incredible. Him, Shaq, uh, uh, Kenny, and uh, Ernie, you know, uh, and that's how I know them. I know their last name is just not, not coming to mind, but that's that's how they refer to themselves. And th they can literally finish each other's sentence. So the fans didn't see that on this show because uh, this type of show is extremely scripted. And and that's probably why they didn't like it. Some asked, uh, 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 why? Why was this show even done? And that, that was my question. It's like, why? It's it's like, I get it. You're on the right path trying to bring pop culture into CNN. I get that. I'm all for that. But I, I, I wasn't, I, I questioned this, how they did it. Uh, uh, and some people are playing the race card. No, you just hate it because they're saying that. And Charles Martin, Gail King. Look, I admit, I went in there with the thought, I probably won't like this. I probably won't care for it. It's a CNN-made uh, product, and it all held true. But I gave it a shot. If you read my articles, whether they're sports, uh, pop culture, I will defend the point. Like, in their defense, this is why. And 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 there's none of that. It's just a terrible show. Uh, your thoughts on, on trying to bring pop culture to the political scene? Because we're kind of doing that. So I would, I would think you kind of agreed to a bit, but... Let me ask you this question. If you and I were in a meeting brainstorming and, and I said, Sean, we got to bring pop culture to CNN. What kind of show would you think of? Well, I mean, well, our show, of course, but I don't want to be on CNN. But uh, no, they did. I think you, you can bring a show like that. It's just the, the reason the show's going to fail is, you know, who they have hosting it and the guests they bring in and how there has to be a certain interaction, you know. Um, what were the old entertainment shows? Uh, entertainment Tonight and, uh, you know, E! Had, had their own shows. So you can bring pop culture and have a successful show, but I don't think Gail King and Charles Barkley are those people to bring you that. He's got his niche. It's sports. Keep him in sports. I agree. I agree. And with that, we will let Mr. Sean King... Not the Sean King you're thinking of, people. <laughs> Had the last word. You know who I'm talking about, Sean? They call him Talcum X. Uh, uh, Sean King is a uh, so-called black activist who has a lot of white in him. Uh, probably he doesn't know who, who his dad is, you know, uh, or he won't reveal it. And, and he's like half white portraying the I'm all black. And he's raised millions and he's become rich off of his scam. But they call him Talcum X and his name's Sean King. And every time I see your name, it will never end till the day I die. I think of Talcum X. <laughs> you know? Spell it the same way? Uh, no, I believe. Hold on. You are uh, you are AU, aren't you? No, no, no you're I'm W. You're w. w. A W. I think he's AU. I think he's AU. Yeah. See. Uh, <laughs> it's a common there name. I mean, there was a quarterback for the Bucks named Sean King. You know, so, so, yeah. So, so I do remember it, him. Yeah. So it's not an uncommon day uh, a name. All right, guys. I want to thank everybody for listening. Sean and I are new at this, but we're starting to tighten down the hatches, being more on point, and we appreciate your patience. We hope you enjoyed us talking about Elon Musk. We're going to continue that in another episode. We hope you enjoy the fact that, that you learned about a new app. You learned how the music industry works. I'm always surprised that most people don't understand that. And, and, and I hope you enjoyed our review. I guess it was kind of a review of King Charles, wasn't it, that we gave it? 
Well, mostly your review. I, I luckily didn't sit through that. <laughs> there you go. And and with that, the final word, do not forget, you can check out this podcast at Grumbly's Media, along with our others, Big Questions with Big John, Free For All, Fired Up, and Points on the Board. You can also view this at YouTube and Rumble under the profile name of Grumbly's Media traditional podcasters that don't want to look at our beautiful faces, our beautiful mugs. <laughs> we make women swoon. Nah. You can hear us on the traditional podcast stations of Apple, Google, Spotify, and Pandora. Do not forget, we can't do this without you. So if you, you listen to this podcast, please share it. That's how we will grow. And with that, thank you for listening to Red, White, and Rude. And for Sean and myself, until next time, we bid you adieu.